for the like prior four years when I wasn't charging for anything, I think I felt like I had nothing to charge for. And like, I would have to like make an online course or something to like justify putting a price tag in front of something. Uh, But it actually like turned out to be easier quote unquote than I thought. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name's Femke. And my name's Charlie. And in today's episode, we honestly just want to have a chat. <laughs> a chat about the year that's been, maybe not so much the year that's to come right now, we'll save that for a future episode, but let's just reflect on 2020 for a bit. And obviously we all know 2020 has been, um, for lack of a better word, <laughs> a shit show. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> for the world. But I think we'll focus this conversation on our careers and our side hustles because that's what the show is about, you know. So we're going to reflect on the wins, perhaps the the losses or the like learning experiences of 2020 in our design careers and in our side hustles. And I think it'd be good to reflect. And I always like to take the time to do this at the end of the year to think about what I want to change or do differently next year. I know that time is arbitrary and that I could really sit and do this at any time, but there is something about finishing the calendar that like makes me do this and is the time that I feel most like doing this. Yeah, I I agree. I actually just, I think last week did a workshop with one of our friends, Holly Arnett, who runs Black and White Studios uh, and a friend of hers, Amy Finlayson on, I think it was called like Your Influential in like unstoppable year and it was like a 2021 kind of planning workshop and I realized I hadn't stopped and taken the time to like do that thing like for a long time it was it was purely focused on like my side projects and my side hustles and it was nice to be able to like invest in that and dedicate some time towards planning my side hustles because I feel like I do that so much at work and for like my career and like day-to-day stuff and a lot of like career conversations with my manager and things but like taking the time to stop and do that for my side projects was really refreshing and really nice and has gotten me really energized uh, and excited for what's to come you've had some like big wins in your side hustles this year I feel like we should start there uh, yeah I feel like you are in a completely different place with the side hustles now compared to January wouldn't you agree I would agree I think a few things that have changed for me this year is one I decided to stop doing things for free so I'd been doing like all all of my side project stuff was like completely for free for like the last like the four years prior to that Uh, I never really charged for anything I never like worked with brands I never made products and I decided like kind of early in 2020 that like this was the year that I was going to stop doing that. I felt like it was time. I was ready. I'd spent four years like slowly building my audience. And now I felt like I wanted to be compensated. And not only that, but like there's something about earning money through that that like keeps reigniting my passion for it. So it's kind of the self-fulfilling thing. So I think that for me has definitely been the biggest win for me in 2020 with my side projects. Yeah, and I know you're going to produce an income report, right? Sharing this information? Yes, I'm excited I'm to. I'm so excited. Inspired by you, of course. Oh, 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 shucks. Oh, shucks. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. My income reports that I do, um, because I do them based on my accounting year, which is 
May, like end of May to, yeah, I don't know. So mine don't usually come out till the mid middle of the year. So it'll be nice. Our listeners can look forward to reading yours like at yeah. that midpoint. Um, but I'm excited to see that for sure. And I love that you made that change and that that was a conscious thing. You decided that this year is going to be about earning income from side hustles for you. I feel like it's kind of been similar for me in that last year I moved countries and that took up a lot of energy. (laughs) And as such, I didn't put as much focus on earning from my side hustles last year. Like I was saying no to a lot of opportunities because I was so focused on all of my life changes and things that were happening. Um, And my income from side hustles definitely took a dip last year because of that. Now I know that I'm like six months-ish into my accounting year and I've already equaled the the amount that I earned last year for my side hustle, if that makes sense. Wow, that's awesome. So I'm feeling good about that. I'm feeling good about this year with that being a focus for me too, to get back to, yeah, thinking about and seizing opportunities when they come up, when they're paid opportunities. A couple of speaking gigs, sponsorship with Figma, another sponsored video, um, selling my font. Yeah, it's been cool to to have that this year. Yeah, I kind of like surprised myself. I think for the like prior four years when I wasn't charging for anything, I think I felt like I had nothing to charge for. And like I would have to like make an online course or something to like justify putting a price tag in front of something. Uh, But it actually like turned out to be easier, quote unquote, than I thought. Like it's not like I created a whole new product or started a whole new community or like I didn't really launch any new side projects this year it was more about like how can I turn my existing side project portfolio into like revenue generating things and so I don't know that was kind of like a light bulb moment for me because I think I always felt like I had to create something new or start something from like day one as like this is something I charge for Uh, but it's been like I guess an interesting experiment to just like take what I was already doing and start charging for that. And surprisingly, people were willing to to pay me for it. So I don't know. I think there's there's an interesting lesson there. Can you give us a quick run through of the like different revenue streams that you have had? Yeah. So I do sponsored content on YouTube um, so people can pay for a dedicated video or like a shout out in a video or like they just uh, like are a sponsor of a video. So there's a few different ways to work with me there. Uh, I also do uh, sponsored placements in my email newsletter. Uh, I got to a point where like the newsletter was growing so much, my costs for like (laughs) maintaining my list was getting a bit expensive. So that's purely just a way to kind of self-fund that. And then occasionally I do do sponsored like social media posts for Twitter and Instagram. And I've done a bit of conference speaking, you know, that's often a speaking fee. And then I guess the one new stream for me this year is mentoring. Uh, I started mentoring on Superpair, I think back in like April or May. Uh, And that has been very successful for me in terms of revenue. It's probably like my most stable thing. Uh, I see like eight to 10 people a week. It's on average like $50 a session. So honestly, like wait for my income report, but like it's been pretty good uh, financially. So that's been an interesting new stream uh, of revenue that has been really rewarding actually. And I've really enjoyed it. That's awesome. I love, love that you're doing that. I've 
I've honestly thought about doing it myself, especially seeing how much you've been enjoying it and how much it's been working out for you. But the thought of having to fit in eight to 10 people a week, I'm just like, how? I mean, <laughs> you can see as many or as little people as you want, obviously. I did have to cut it down at one point because it was getting, I think I had like open open slots from like 9am to 12 on a Saturday thinking, oh, I'll just have this open time and like one or two people can book within this window when it works for them. But no, every session got booked. So it was like six back to back for like three oh hours. And I was like, I can't even go to the bathroom. So I had to, I had to cut down a little bit. Oh my gosh. Yes. It sounds like it. <laughs> I think a, a big new thing for me this year was my font. Finally finishing that and getting it out there. I've been talking for a long time about wanting to have a digital product. And so, yeah, that was a fun pandemic project to actually finish that. I definitely want to make another one. Any learnings from that experience? Mm. I think I learned a lot about the like what you need to show people to sell a font. I made a video about this as well with like going in more in depth, but basically like the images you use to demonstrate your font are super important for letting people envision how it'll be used and what all the characters are and things like that. A lot of people have been using my font to annotate designs, which is not a use case that I intended or thought of right. and that's the main way I've seen it used so that's really exciting and I, I think actually my second font might be one that's even more like handwritten looking specifically for annotations it's it's like in the back of my mind right now as an idea for the next product I think I kind of want to do like release a product per year at least you know so that I have something new added to my site yeah that was that was a new thing and um, I'm glad it worked out are there any other like new projects that you did in 2020 in addition to the font? I would say that my inside marketing design podcast was a new project because like it was really just videos uploaded to my YouTube channel, but I also released it as a podcast, you know, and I made yeah. a website for it. And so I count that as a new project for sure. And that's another one that I want to do another season of early next year. That was really fun. Uh, a lot of learnings from that, mainly that it didn't go great on my YouTube channel. Like mm. the views weren't weren't fantastic because it was such different content to what I normally upload, you know. How did it go as like a podcast? What was the like listening? Did, did people listen to it at least? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Like definitely not as not as well as this show because obviously Design Life has been around for a long time and so yeah. we've grown an, an awesome listener base of people who who tune into this but um i think there was probably like about a hundred downloads of each episode okay uh so that's pretty good like for for a new show you know and it's something i want to keep on growing because like with all my content i just like i feel like this should exist in the world and so i want to be the one to keep on making it happen yeah and you're planning to do another season, I think. I know we're not going into 2021 here, but yeah, I assume you're thinking about doing more of that kind of content. Yeah, there'll definitely be another season in, in 2021 for sure. Cool. I just love personally learning about how marketing design functions in other companies. I find it fascinating, all the differences, the similarities, and I don't know, finding things that are similar to how I do things at, at our small company to like a really large company is just fascinating to me. So yeah, I definitely want to keep it going. I really feel like, so both my font and inside marketing design came early on in the pandemic. I feel like I used a lot of my like pent up, oh, I'm stuck inside, <laughs> I don't know, can't control anything. I'm going to control this project instead is where I threw my energy. How did the pandemic this year affect you and your side hustles and like your, your energy for them, I suppose? What was your take on it? Yeah, 
I feel like just before the pandemic, I was not not about to give up on my YouTube, but like I was definitely like not really experiencing growth that was exciting or motivating. Mm. And, you know, my videos were getting like not that many views and I was getting a little bit like irregular and uploading content. Uh, and so it was kind of just like fizzling a little bit. And when the pandemic happened, similar to you, I was like, oh my gosh, I have all this free time now and being at home. And I was feeling a little bit more inspired and motivated on side projects. And so I kind of threw myself into creating some content for YouTube. And I think it was a good thing because that has really propelled the growth of my channel for the rest of the year. Roughly for context, I think at the start of the year, I was at like 5,000 subscribers and now I'm at 23,000. So that's been... You know, for me, a lot of growth in one year. For a lot of people, that's a lot of growth in one year. <laughs> and so I think I think that's in a way thanks to the pandemic. Like not only did that give me more time and energy and inspiration and motivation to create, but honestly, I think people are consuming more as well. Like I definitely noticed my views increasing in like March, April, May. I think people were home more, had more time. So they were consuming more content and... Yeah, I guess I've just been more inspired and had more time and, and energy and headspace, um, especially throughout like the spring, summer to create more content on YouTube. So in a way, it's been pretty successful for me, I think, despite it being like a morbid thing that's happening. Content wise, it's been great. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty powerful, honestly, to be able to take energy and fuel it into something like that that's, you know, helping people. Um I, yeah, there, there's been plenty of times this year where I haven't felt that way and I have not put my energy into my side hustles. Yeah, yeah. But I've sort of like seized the opportunity when I was feeling yeah. it. Um, perhaps because I knew that it wouldn't last forever and so I should make use of it while it's here. One disappointment for me about um, this year, early on in the year I made a choice. In fact, it might have been late last year. Anyway, I got invited to speak at Adobe Max, which is something that I've wanted to do for years, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I was really excited about it. But it was planned to be on the same weekend as the Within Design Leadership Retreat that I had a ticket to. And, you know, knowing that, <laughs> I was like, okay, I, I want to I wanna go to the Within Retreat because leadership was something I wanted to get into. And we'll go into our careers in a second, but spoiler alert, now I am. <laughs> so I, I wanted to prioritize that. So I declined Adobe. And then obviously... As the pandemic continued through the year, the retreat got moved again. And like, I think it's meant to happen in April. And I mean, I certainly won't be able to go to it in the US in April 2021. But anyway, that meant that I wasn't speaking at Adobe Max and I wasn't at the Within Design Retreat. Mm. And I was a little disappointed that I'd, I don't know, missed out on that opportunity to speak, especially like because Adobe Max put it on from home and had speakers, you know, speak virtually. But maybe that's the thing that could happen for me next year. I don't know. But that's one been one like decision I had to make that I was like gutted with with the outcome. Yeah, that is a bit disappointing. I think like I don't think I've experienced anything that disappointing this year, but I've definitely had moments where like things haven't gone the way that I wanted them to. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, sometimes it's it's just such an unpredictable year. It's so hard to plan for anything in the future. Like even things like four, six weeks away, I'm like, I don't know, like I don't know what things are going to be like four to six weeks from now. So it's it's been really, really tough for sure. 
And even like, you know, talking about planning four to six weeks away, I can assume four to six weeks time, I'm probably going to be sitting exactly where I am right now talking to you. And so technically it should be easy for me to commit to stuff in the future like that. But I've found that my motivation levels and my mood has been so up and down this year, you know, as different things hit and like weigh on you mentally that I just can't predict what state I'm going to be in at that time. And so I've been less, I don't know, just not wanting to commit to things that far out as much. Like ask me to speak at a meetup this week and I'll be like, cool. Yeah, I'm feeling great. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually something I've like an attitude I've embraced a little bit more this year is like being really comfortable with saying no. And like Mm -hmm. if an opportunity arises that I'm not like pretty much immediately excited about, to just say no and like I used to you know like bend over backwards to like try and make things work and fit things in and like oh suddenly someone wants to like have a catch up with me but technically I'm on vacation but let me move some things around and now I'm just like no you know like I I'm kind of honoring my boundaries a little bit more because it's just so much mental energy and space and load and it's already like not a great year I need to protect and preserve my own time and mental health and sanity and and where I invest my energy so I've been a lot more I guess cutthroat this year in regards to like opportunities or working with other people or people reaching out to me in my dms or whatever I'm just like I don't have the time to like invest 100% of energy into every micro interaction I have anymore so yeah that's that's kind of been something I've tried to embrace with with grace and dignity obviously a little bit this year but I I don't see myself rolling back from that even if the pandemic changes I think ongoing I'm I'm wanting to protect my time more Mm. yeah that's a good lesson and like it sucks that obviously takes a pandemic and an added mental like load to to realize it right (laughs) I think it is a good lesson to have for sure should we talk about um career side of things yeah it's been a good year for you career wise yeah, it's so wild to me to look back on um, at the start of this year. And in fact, maybe it was the end of last year, I don't know. But we did an episode about the weight of potential. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the, this fact that I was like, oh, I feel like I should be doing more and better. And I just feel like, I don't know, I'm not like living up to the potential that other people see in me that I see in myself or whatever. And I can look back now and see that that was a sign that I was like, ready for something new yeah that I was stagnating in my role and like you know I was still enjoying the work that I was doing but it wasn't super challenging anymore for me you know so it took a while but this year for sure I've um, stepped into this new role as creative director at ConvertKit and even though I started this role in October I've sort of been doing creative directory things maybe you <laughs> put it since like I don't know, perhaps June-ish, um, yeah. starting to plan this brand campaign, which just launched uh, the, a couple of weeks ago, which is super exciting to see these like fancy ass nice. video ad spots that, you know, I was a part of and with the ConvertKit name on them. I'm just so proud that that's all come to life. Um, and, you know, as we're having conversations about 2021 and I'm thinking like, cool, this is my new role now, you know, like, I feel more settled in it. I feel like I've accepted the fact that I don't really know what I should be doing and I'm just making it up on the spot and realizing that that's what a lot of people are doing. (laughs) That's what we're all doing. Yep, yep. So yeah, it's been a a huge year of growth in my career for sure. And I don't think that 
if she had told me at the start of the year that I'd end up in this role, like, you know, with the day to day that I have now, I probably would have been like, really? Okay. But this is where I've ended up and, and I'm loving it. And so, yeah, it's been an exciting year of growth. And I, I don't know, I just, I feel excited knowing a little bit about the future. Maybe it's because of the uncertainty of this year, right? Like there's been so much unknown, but I can look ahead now and be like, cool, I've got loads of growth to happen, loads of things to learn. And I can sort of like almost see that path playing out over the next, you know, three, four years. And that's really exciting to me and makes me feel really settled in a time when there's a lot of unsettling things going on. Yeah. Well, I mean, despite it being a crazy year, this is an awesome accomplishment and so cool as well that you could do this at ConvertKit, you know, Mm -hmm. like that there was that that path and that growth opportunity for you uh, because I know how much you love working there. So I think it's awesome. You got to sort of continue growing in that environment. Yeah, same. I'm really thankful that the leadership team there, you know, believe in me enough yeah, to take this on. Yeah, of course. So that's been cool. What about you? How's how's your career been throughout 2020? Yeah, so I remember starting 2020 with an honest discussion with my manager at the time being like, I want to go out for promotion to senior designer. Like, that's my goal. And I was prepared for that to take a year to get there. So I feel like this whole year I've been very like, vocal and very uh, proactive and having these career conversations and like improving and stepping up taking more ownership growing things like that Um, so that's been like my career goal this year unfortunately due to the pandemic uber cancelled the mid-year performance reviews that usually happen in like july Um, so that was a little bit disappointing so i've had to wait until the end of year ones and we're doing it now so I don't have any updates yet. Fingers crossed. I'm going up from promotion. We'll see. But that's kind of been like my goal for the year. And it's been hard to like step up and try to prove that I'm ready for that in a remote environment when our company is honestly like not really set up for remote. So it's been a little bit challenging. And I think in general, like we've had a challenging year on our team with like Everybody knows Uber had some layoffs and that really affected Mm. our team. And we've had some like management changes and things. And I think I'm on my third manager this year alone. So there's been a lot of changes. Uh, And so, you know, trying to navigate all of that and like do great work at the same time uh, and have this whole pandemic going on. I won't lie. It's been a tough year. Uh, It's definitely been tough, but I'm feeling optimistic about my promotion and getting some good signals. So Maybe in the new year, uh, I'll be able to report back with some positive news around that. Yeah, I guess like that's one thing we should just both be so thankful that we still have our jobs. Right, like, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I I honestly felt a bit guilty around the time of getting my promotion, thinking like, oh, wow, there's so many people who are like losing their jobs right now. And here I am, you know, getting a promotion, and having good things happen. Like, what did I do to deserve this? You know, like, yeah, it, it's it's. I mean, it comes down to luck really in this case in that the company I joined is one that's weathered the pandemic really well. Like ConvertKit's been fine throughout this. At Uber, we talk, we talk about that as survivor's guilt. Like mm, those yes, who, <laughs> though, like, because we lost half of our research team. So the researchers that, that stayed and weren't affected felt so guilty. You know, it's, it's really tough when like some of your colleagues leave, but you, you're safe and, you know, similar with like 
ConvertKit is fine as a company, but others are doing terribly. Uh, survivor's guilt, it's real and it's its difficult to navigate as well. We've had a lot of, or I at least have had a lot of that feeling throughout the year. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good term for it. Like I've heard that term before, but I didn't think of it applying to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, totally. That is that it is what it's like. And yeah, I mean, maybe that's also part of the reason, Femme, why side hustles have been such a focus for you this year and, you know, have been bringing you a lot of joy and success is because there was less you could control in your job, you know, like you were doing everything you could um, for going up for this promotion. But when, I don't know, the company cancels performance reviews and, you know, you're having this manager turnover, there's a limit to what you can do to move forward on your goals there. Need some stability. (laughs) And for me, like, honestly, that was my side projects. Like that was my like regular, I knew that they were there for me. I would show up, they'd be there, like something that I can 100% control. Kind of been like my life raft, I guess, throughout the year. Yeah. This is a question that's going to put you on the spot because we didn't prepare for it or anything. Okay. Throughout 2020, can you think of, I don't know, any new skills you picked up or like things you learned, even if it's just a little tidbit or something? Yeah, I think for me, stakeholder management, which like I know Mm. is like a really boring term, but that's been something I think that also is really valued at Uber, at least for like senior designers. So it's really been a skill I've been working on this year. I mean, our teams are so big. There are so many moving parts. There's like overlapping teams. Like if I just want to change one thing on a screen, there's like five other teams that I need to inform and, you know, make sure everybody's aligned. Like it's, it's a lot. So I feel like I've really built a lot of that skill this year and in my work environment. It's a great skill to have, honestly, because it's like great when you can get people on your side and everybody's like on the same page and communication is clear and then things just run really smoothly. So yeah, that's been a good skill I've learned that has a little bit been transferring over to my side projects in terms of like working with brands and like sponsorship things and just being like really clear and upfront and direct um, in terms of like, like here's the terms, like here's the timelines, things like that. Uh, Just in general, like communication, given that like now pretty much all of my communication is like written these days, whereas before it was a lot of verbal, like in-person conversations at the office. So yeah, I guess that's a skill that I've really leaned into a lot this year. Yeah, that is a good skill to have. And that's interesting to hear too, how you said it, it's applying to the side hustles as well. Yeah. What about you? I feel like I can't think back far enough to the the start of the year. I guess learning to make a font was the thing I did then. Yeah, true. <laughs> but then in the second half of the year, I've really been learning a lot about like business and that, you know, budgets and spending and how, you know, big marketing campaigns work and stuff like that. And also hiring, the hiring process, like running my own hiring process. I've been a part of hiring processes before at ConvertKit and like interviewed a lot. So like, you know, I had a pretty good understanding of, of how they went, but it feels completely different to be the one in charge of it. And I feel like it's been a good test for me to um, perhaps build up resilience when it comes to like my empathy going into overdrive. I had to send a lot of rejection emails, obviously, Aww. throughout this process because we can't hire everybody. And, you know, as you get further down the process and the the people are all great, you know, by the end, uh, but you have to choose someone, it just gets harder and harder to write those emails, letting people know, especially in 2020. Yeah. 
It's already enough bad news. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, oh, God, now I'm adding more to their plate. But it had to be done because, like, we can't hire 500 people just because I don't <laughs> want to send a rejection email, you know? Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of learning that I did there and, and how to be kind and compassionate but also clear at the same time mm -hmm. in writing those and just in um you know in myself getting used to sending them and getting used to being uncomfortable with yeah. it and just accepting that it's it's a thing that you got to do yeah so those would be the main things for me is more on the business side i guess than um yeah of design projects in particular yeah yeah, I feel like for me, learning my boundaries is still a forever work in progress. Oh, yeah. That can be a whole other episode one day, but boundaries are really hard. <laughs> it's something I struggle with for sure. Yeah, and just like in general this year, like we talked about before and going with your energy when you when you have it, I've really had to listen to myself and like be kind to myself in the times when I don't feel like creating or being productive or I'm not getting as much done as I expect myself to you know, that's been difficult to come to terms with because I always just think that I should be at 100% capacity 100% of the time, which is just not the case for anybody. So yeah. that's unrealistic, you know, but especially this year, like having a lot of grace um, with myself and with other people as well, you know, because just because you are in an, you're feeling the energy and the motivation at the moment doesn't mean someone that you're working with mm. isn't in mm -hmm. the down like slope of their ebb and flow. And you have got to be, you know, understanding of that. Yeah, that's been really challenging too, uh, especially for me because I'm so used to working with people in person that like suddenly trying to read them <laughs> like over Zoom or through Slack uh, has been a whole learning process for me, definitely. Um, but yeah, it's been a crazy year. Any other last like reflections or maybe what about we can end on like something that you're grateful for like after this whole terrible year what's something that you you have gratitude about like the first thing that came to mind was I'm really grateful for my partner throughout this year oh that's nice we have we've spent a lot of time together this year like <laughs> obviously like obviously we spend a lot of time together usually but also I'm traveling a lot for work and usually away once a month and I don't know it's just been I'm really grateful to have had him to lean on this year and to, for the company and you know, for us to find fun things to do together and, and I don't know, try and enjoy life, <laughs> even though we can't do the things we love to do most, which is traveling at the moment. So yeah, grateful for that. Grateful that my family is all healthy living in New Zealand. They are not really having to worry about the pandemic, which is like, I don't understand what that even must feel like. And they don't <laughs> understand what it's like over here, you know, but um, I'm grateful that they're all safe. That's that's a main thing. Yeah, I'm also grateful for my family too. I think this might sound weird, but something I'm, I've am i been grateful for this year is my house. <laughs> like the fact that like we live in a house and we have space to have an office. Like a lot of my colleagues are living in tiny condos or apartments and they're like working on their kitchen table, like off a laptop, like for eight months. I just, or like their partners are like, you know, in their space all the time and they, they can't, they don't, there's no space to be apart. Like I've been really grateful for like living in this house that I live in that has like multiple rooms and space and we can like get a, get time away from each other if we need it or we can be together if we want to. I have an office like that I'm very grateful for because a lot of people don't have that. And I think for me, it's helped a little bit with my mental sanity of like, 
being able to separate work from like personal life a little bit and yeah I don't know it's a random thing to be grateful for but uh, I could have been it could have been in a tiny condo working on my kitchen table for the last eight months so I'm really grateful um, that I have this environment and I have a backyard I can go into to get some fresh air and things like that have been really nice and that you have a dog I'm grateful for my dog. Yes, that's also true. She brings me <laughs> a lot grateful of joy. You have a dog too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, shall we make the next episode? So the first one of 2021, like an overview of what we're going to focus on and, and I don't know any plans we have for next year, even though we're both accepting, we are going to have a lot of uncertainty <laughs> next year too. Um, yeah. But what do you think? Yeah, that sounds good. Let's do it. I'd love to hear from any of our listeners a recap, especially like that question you asked, Fem, like what have you been grateful for this year? Could be personal, could be to do with your career or your side hustles. Tweet us, let us know at Design Life FM. I know it's been like a year of, of negatives for a lot of people, but um, and that sometimes looking for the positives in that can be unhealthy and like you're putting your head in the sand almost, mm-hmm. but it's good to reflect on um, what we do have and that we can be grateful for. So I love that you asked that, Pam. Yeah, always trying to end on a positive note, you know. Where can people go to find more episodes of this podcast? You can go to designlife.fm, that's our website, or you can search for Design Life on your favorite podcasting app. Fun fact about podcasting apps, by the way, it just came to my mind. Spotify has started calling them shows instead of podcasts, which Wait, I think is really? really Yeah. I did not so, notice. Yep. You can find, you can our, find show. our show on Spotify. <laughs> wow, that is interesting. I wonder what the strategic play is there. Yeah, I guess we'll see it play out. All right. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everyone, and, and thanks for chatting. Yeah, you. and happy holidays. Happy New Year to everybody listening to this episode. Take some time to chill. Have a break if you can. And we'll see you refreshed in the new year. See you then. Bye. Bye.